congratulations on on everything that you're doing, including Lanterns Lane. Um, what a creepy little film that is. Yeah, so creepy. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about earning your bachelor's degree at USC. That's my alma mater. Is there really? Right on. Um, well, I grew up in a small town outside Seattle, and I always wanted to be an actress. I was doing plays like Les Mis and Footloose down in Seattle from 10 years old on. And my mom said, you can't be an actress unless you get your degree. So when I said in sixth grade, I was like, okay, well, where can I go? And how do I go to LA? And, you know, Defiant. And I saw that that had one of the best theater schools. So I auditioned and got in and I went and it was an incredible experience. Um, some of my teachers, Mary Jo Negro, was one of the people that when I was cheering at USC pulled me aside and was like, quit all this crap, like focus on acting. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'll never forget her. So it was a good experience for me. I would imagine uh, being a dancer too is, is important. I, I think there are rhythms and, and cadences in, in acting. Of course, I think just knowing your body and being able to be connected to your body I think so many people walk through life not knowing how they function. Uh, and uh, even Denzel Washington says he knows exactly every piece of his face and how it moves. And that's something that I want to be a full bodied experience because that's how humans are. And then to be able to change that and shift that depending on who you're playing is so important. So people don't see Brooke every time they see, you know, they can go to the movies and disappear and relate, and connect and Escape COVID. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's the thing, is okay. to escape reality for just an hour or two and, and uh, right. you know, also enjoy life a little bit. Right. Uh, are, you, are you good at auditioning or do you just hate to audition? No, I love it. Even I, I had an audition that I worked on this week and it was based on a book. And I had 24 hours. I read all 300 pages of the book <laughs> in one night and studied and just loved every second because then I was like, okay, this is not just this scene. I can layer it. And I was just having like the time of my life. And I'm like, no matter what happens with that, that 24 hours was like magic for me because I learned something. And I think every time you get a chance, whether or not you book the role or not to work on something and learn something from a character, that's why I do it, what I love. And I noticed your resume, you, you, you have done a lot, you know, in, 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 you know, your small, your small uh, uh, time here on earth. I mean, you have a very impressive resume. Is every set that you go on some kind of education? Oh, a hundred percent, because you're always working with different personalities. And I've really learned to be quiet and listen and watch and learn people. And then from that, I'm like, okay, well, now I know who they are. So now I know in this scene how to push their buttons because, right, like Tony doesn't, you know, like, let's say like I'm Mary and you're Jim. They don't really exist. Tony exists and Brooke exists. So I need to know how to affect you in that scene and being able to get along with all kinds of different. I don't think they teach that in Meisner. You know, <laughs> Meisner as well, but yeah, that's more uh, Stanislavski. As an actress, though, do you find yourself sitting and like go to the mall and just watching people or listening to dialects and things like that? Oh, of course. I love it. I practice British and Southern because I think if I would play anything, that was too kind of quick. But 
I would say my friends say I'm a question asker. I'm like, well, why, why did you make that choice? And well, how did that make you feel? I think even my fiance is like, if you ask me, how did that make me feel one more time? But I think it like, that's how you, you learn people, right? Because every single person on earth has a different filter at which they're approaching situations with and learning like the different ways that different people tick will allow me to then maybe steal that from them or take that from them and use it in what I'm doing. Uh, the journey to Lantern's Lane, I should say, is uh, uh, kind of interesting. Did you, did you, was there a heavy audition for it or did you, was the part written for you? No, I don't, I, I did audition for it, but then when I ended up having a call back and talking to the director, he said I was on his short list and I was like, because he had seen me in Ozark and liked the energy that I brought to that. Um, but it was also during the time of COVID. It was at the beginning of 2020 when that happened. We were one of the first films to be in production. It was us, I think, in Avatar. And so we were more of a small little indie project, which brought our cast really close together because we're like, okay, we have to protect each other. And we are a close group of friends in this film. So we really did establish that camaraderie and become close, staying in this little town in Sonora that was apparently haunted, which add to the terror that we were feeling on set. And I think that comes across. I've never asked this question of, of someone in a horror film, but is it hard to scream and keep that level of intensity up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love it. And I sing as well. So I think I know how to use my voice without wasting it and using it properly um but i'm someone who will even if i have a really dramatic quiet scene will take a pillow this is from my acting coach lee kilton smith and i'll scream into the pillow to release all of that and then you're like raw in the moment so i think everyone needs a good scream every once in a while everybody needs a good scream everybody <laughs> needs a good like uh, jump scare and a good uh, a good horror film uh, right just to kind of rinse the palate, so to speak. Right. And it can't be a scream just to be a scream. It has to come from somewhere. It has to come from fear of your life. And uh, the, the intensity in Lantern's Lane is there. I mean, it's, it's, it's got a nice build to it. Oh, good. 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 Did, yeah. did you enjoy the script when you got it? I mean, was it, was it an immediate like, wow, I want to do this? I think it was two part. I think I was like sitting at home during quarantine and like, oh, I'm, you know, I was in class and doing things and reading and working on myself. But I was like, I just want to get on set and, and create and work. And um, I saw this character on the page and I was like, well, there's so much more there. Like what's what is Layla's arc? Right. Because she's was maybe the mean girl in high school and she left her small town into the big city and she's changed. And she's come back and everyone expects her to be the same. So it's her navigating the fear of everyone thinks I'm still this girl, but I, I'm not anymore. And how she like proves that to herself and where she ends up at the end. I, I think at first I judged her. I was like, God, oh, you know, I, I never liked the mean girl behavior. I always retreated from it as Brooke personally, but then I had to dig deeper and say, well, so many people, every single person on earth makes mistakes and they have to face that fear. I was like, at least she's, she's facing it. And, you know, along with those personal fears, she's facing real fears. And that's how that all kind of. And I think that's the homework you have to do as an actor is, 
is if there's no backstory written for your character, you've got to mentally create something to, to give her that truth. Right. Or else it's flat. Right. <laughs> are you, are you looking at directing someday? I would love to. I find it fascinating. It also terrifies me, but I feel like one of my strong suits is connecting with actors and seeing things in a certain way. Even the way that I work, I like to learn who I'm working with. For example, um, I became close with Ashley Doris, who plays Missy, and we were at lunch and she was telling me some personal stories. And I said, is it okay if I use that? I want to get your approval to use that if it if I can, while we're, you know, working. And she was like, she said, yes, <laughs> careful when you say yes to me. And then we have, we have this one emotional scene and she just like, wasn't feeling it. And I just like whispered in her ear, something that I can't repeat. And she just looked at me, was pissed at me and then went, gosh. And I was like, roll. <laughs> so I just think being able to say like one or two words without being like, yeah, and then this, and then it, it just has to be knowing what makes people tick. Don't ever lose that. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of actors over my, my career that now they just, you know, basically phone it in and, and they don't do the work that they used to do. And, and I, I don't know why they lose that. They lose a passion, I think, for their career. It's losing the love of it and you can't do that. I mean, I'm so blessed every day. I'm like, I wake up and I play make-believe for a living and I pretend to be other people. And this is the coolest thing in the world. You know, even if it doesn't go anywhere, even if I don't get the part, I always enjoy working on something and creating something. What do you think audiences are going to take away from Lanterns Lane? <laughs> well, I do think, first of all, the legend is real. Lanterns Lane is a real place. So knowing that, um, I also just think it's not what you think it's going to be. People are like, oh, urban legend. But there's a twist that I don't think people have seen before. And I hope that people find a character to relate to in each one of us and think, well, would I have done that? Could I have done that? Or would I have run? Would I have fought? What would I have done? And I hope just gets people thinking about what they would have done in that scenario. My my friend Emma, who's monitoring this, says I have a little bit more time with you. So do you, would you like to spend a little more time? Of course, you're lovely. Uh, you are too. Mm -hmm. uh, are, were you, are your parents fully uh, involved with your career too? Is, I know that you need support of family when you're, you know, doing this. They're not involved. They were always like, I guess I was always my own thing. And they just were like, okay, she's going to go do it. But they are supportive. And I have wonderful, wonderful parents. I'm not one of those actors that believes you have to like hate your parents to be a good actor. I have lots of pain that comes from other places <laughs> that I can, that I can use, but they're like, okay, if you want to do this. And I think once they saw me performing on stage, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can go do this. But When did you fall in love with uh, acting and performing? Was it, was it at a very, very early age? Child, baby. Mm -hmm. I think when I was five, my parents took me to see Phantom of the Opera. Wow. And I guess I cried the whole time. And I said, I want to make people feel how Christine made me feel. And my parents were like, you're five. How do you even know what that means? <laughs> um, I think I was crying at the little toaster when I was three. So I don't know. It's a, wow. Yeah, I always. Maybe in your life you were an actress. 
Well, my grandma was an actress as well, and she never got to live out her dream, you know, because she was born during the Great Depression, et cetera, et cetera. But her first kiss was Ronald Reagan on stage, (laughs) on a stage play. So I like to think I'm trying to fulfill the destiny that she didn't get to fulfill. Well, I, I think it's generational. I think I think if you got it in your blood, it's something that you cannot can't do. I mean, you have to do it. Right. And, uh, you're drawn to it, but the singing and and musical end of it as well. I mean, do you enjoy musical theater? Did you do that when I you were in high school? Love musical theater. Yeah, I even performed in Scotland when I was 16. Traveled there and performed. I play not super well, but I play piano and guitar and I like singing. It's kind of like the private moments I have to myself. Imagine my, how characters would sing. And... My Tevia would make you cry. Really? And and not for anything good. It was just terrible. <laughs> well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I, if I would, no, never mind. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, I think everybody starts there, you know, and they get the bug in, in high school or even earlier. And, uh, that that immediate response from the audience is so it, it washes over you and it makes you feel um, whole, I think, in a way. Right. I mean, trust me, if there's anything else I thought I could do, I would be like failing. <laughs> but I can't. I can't. I don't know. Your time on Ozark was uh, a, a wonderful arc. Did, did, did you enjoy series television? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I love it, especially a series like that. That's the direction I'd like my career to go. I mean, I feel like having even scratched the surface. I feel like I'm just beginning. And I love playing those grittier characters where I get to, you know, dirty it up and wear no makeup and, you know, just like have, have the strength and the power and, you know, maybe be a character that's full of shame or... I just love that. But on the other end of the spectrum, I like to crack a joke. So I'm like, you know, where do you put me? What do you lean as as an actress toward uh, more toward comedy or toward drama? I I never know how to answer this question because I think my friends that know me, I'm always like the, you know, making a joke. But then I think in my private time, I mean, I've been through a lot of health things in my life that no one knows about. And um have, have gone through some real serious things where I'm like, I relate to the depth of that too, which doesn't always match what I look like. So I'm trying to carve my way into that world somehow. <laughs> does, does improv help you? Improv? Yeah. Yeah, I love improv. I used to do it. Um, I also like to improvise in a scene. Sometimes I just did a movie called A Day to Die with Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo and Kevin Dillon was playing my husband and we had uh, have this moment bathroom scene husband wife scene in the bathroom um, can't give too much away but I ended up improvising a bunch of it and we shot it in one take and they were like yeah okay we're done there <laughs> I, I adore Bruce Willis but Frank Grillo is an American treasure <laughs> yeah he was great <laughs> He's got a wicked sense of humor and, and just, he just knows his stuff. I mean, just comes in and, and just blows everybody away. That's why he's always working is because he's. He has a very strong presence, which you you can feel. Yeah. Do do you enjoy those breaks where you're, you're, you know, you're having, you know, lunch on a set and then you get to sit one-on-one with somebody and just pick their brain. I mean, that must be. 
Amazing. Uh, yeah, Leon Robinson was in the film as well, who's an incredible actor. I mean, he's played Little Richie, everything. And he asked me, he's like, have you seen um, My Left Foot? And I hadn't seen it. So I went and watched that. And then we were texting about it. And he, he was like very inspirational because I think he comes from like really loving the work, which so do I. And just finding out like people from different walks of life and what they've been through. And it's all like, now that Daniel Day-Lewis has retired, uh, do you feel <laughs> pressure on you now to be the greatest actor in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I feel the pressure to be the best version of me that I can do and serve every character. But yeah, we'll see if he's retired. I don't know. Hopefully he's got another one in there. You're really a lot of fun to talk to because I know you like what you do. And, and uh, you know, it's great to love your, but you also like it. And I think you're one of those people that can't wait to get to set and get made up and, and mm -hmm. all of that. Oh yeah. I'm there like a half hour early. I'm like, okay, what would my character this and my character that? And that's, yeah, I love the whole creative process. I love working with crews and becoming close with the crews because, you know, without them, nothing happens. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. You, <laughs> yeah. Had great, you had a great crew on Landers Lane. It, it uh, you know, these yeah. guys. Oh my God. I cannot tell you how hard they worked. I mean, because we were on night shift hours. I mean, at, we as actors were there at 7 p.m. and went till 7 a.m., but they were there longer. And we had a really small crew because of COVID protocol. And I, I was just blown away. I hope I get to work with every single one of those crew members again because it came a little family, so. I, well, that's what I like about independent movies. I've, I've said this more than once. I mean, you're doing a movie on basically the catering budget for Ozark, you know, I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> So everybody's wearing different hats and it's really a lot of fun to be able to, to roll up your sleeves and get involved heart and soul with a movie. Right. There's almost more collaboration because everyone's like, okay, this is blood, sweat and tears. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's get in there. Sure. I'll try that. Okay. I'm crawling in the dirt. Don't care. Like <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's something almost more magical about it. Sometimes. In, in your career, did you model? I did. I, I don't love it. <laughs> Most people I talk to say never again because it's just, first of yeah. all, it's crappy. And then secondly, it's seedy as well in, in a lot of places. Right. And I did some really cool modeling stuff when I was, when I was younger, but um, my, my, my brain, my brain doesn't want to just be a piece of meat. Even though I think modeling is beautiful. I love looking at, you know, other people who are excellent at it, but I just, I don't know. I'm like, I want to be weird and make a joke and talk to everyone. And they're like, Shh. <laughs> I'm like I can't. <laughs> what's, the worst, what's the worst advice anyone's given you in this career? Oh my gosh. The worst advice. Uh, take Sunset Boulevard. I don't know. <laughs> Mine was shave your head. So I... <laughs> oh, I did have someone once tell me a casting director that she didn't see any roles where um, I could play it with because my hair was long and she told me to cut my hair off up here, which I would totally do for a role, but I was kind of thought that was- Get the money first. Right, I was like, well, <laughs> I think, or like, I think if your acting's good, like I'm hoping that people are creative enough to be like, okay, yeah, we'll dye our hair brown because I'll do any of that. I'd shave my head, I would do whatever, but still want to be me on my off days. <laughs> Actresses will, you know, do, do do for the part, but 
just to change your look to change your right. look because right. your shots are getting old is nah you don't need right. and then I was like looking at all the actresses I love and look up to and I was like hmm, not seeing that <laughs> but you know I'd do whatever but I just thought that was how important is your team I mean your agent your manager how important is that to you they're everything they're like my lifeline connection to get to the next part I mean Jack at Zero Gravity is my manager he's excellent um Tanya at HRI they're you know pushing for me and believe in me and that's all I can ask for. I really do think you have a marvelous uh, future, a marvelous career in front of you. you. You're a very kind person. I know that just from talking with you, but you're also very talented. You know, it's, it's hard for people to understand that, you know, what you do, especially in Landon's Lane, that's claustrophobic. It's, it, you know, it's tight shots. It's this, it's, it's shadow, but you shine in this movie. Thank you. It was hard for me because I'm used to being the character with a little bit of comedic relief or on the grittier side and she's the straight character and I was like, oh, people want to like, like her. She's kind of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want. So I had to find where that, <laughs> where that came from and it was hard for me to not make the joke. <laughs> sure. But I, yeah, I hope people relate to it. Uh, and and you, you said you just auditioned. We're not going to talk about what, but I mean, yeah. that's, do you do it on Zoom now or do you, do you self-tape? It's Zoom and it's self-tape. And I miss the room so much because, you, you know, I like to actually have a reader there and you look in their eye and you like, I, if I can't memorize a reader's eye color when I walk out, I wasn't present. And so it's like little things like that, that I, I miss being in the room and getting direction in the room. But I think this is what we're doing for now. We're on Zoom. Yeah, everything's on. Otherwise, I would be we'd be at the Four Seasons sitting and talking in one of the rooms there. So a little tea, yeah, right. You're having high tea. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, I, I tell you what, you're just a delight, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna friend you on Twitter or someplace and just uh, uh, do that. And then um, when I come out to LA, I'm gonna invite you for coffee. How's that? I love that. I'm here up in LA. Yeah, well, it's Lanterns Lane. Uh, when when is it hitting uh, uh, theaters and, and VOD? This Friday, <laughs> November fifth. We can all enjoy uh, uh, Brooke Butler. What a great name, by the way. Because oh, thank you. Uh, it's just so it's just so <laughs> American. Brooke Butler. Yeah, that alliteration, right, gets you every time. <laughs> the, the, the butler did it, of course. Yeah, the butler did it. And my brother's name is Brett, so we're Brooke and Brett. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, you're, that's a dance team. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. He's a better dancer than me, actually. He can, like, dance like Michael Jackson. By the way, being a cheerleader is hard work. People don't realize how hard that is. It's a sport. <laughs> it's a sport. It's a sport with lipstick. When I'm trying to put those days behind me. I'm ready to, you know. You can eat like six steaks, you know, and, and the ice cream and still not gain weight because you're just working and sweating it out right. all the time. Uh, can you still do the routines? I know you want to get away from it, but can you, do you still remember the, the USC? Oh, I do. I do remember some of them. I'm not doing it right now. No. If that's where you're headed. <laughs> I, I, I won't do them either. <laughs> okay. I dance. I look like a rubber ball in heat. I just uh, can't dance. <laughs> I love it. You are a delight. Oh, thank you. That was and, so and I really do want you to do more. Uh, you are just uh, a lovely, lovely uh, person. And, and thank you for your time today. Thank you. Just beginning. <laughs> ah, I know. And we're going to be friends. I'll tell you that.
Love it. Come, come to Utah and and uh, we'll we'll take you and my family and I will cook for you and and uh, adopt you. I love that as long as I can ski because that's my secret superpower. It's about ten minutes from the ski slopes here, and uh, <laughs> I'll even rent you skis. No, no. There problem. we go. I'm in. <laughs> okay, Brooke. You take care. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you so much.